Say What? Say What radio show with no agenda. It's always a surprise. But if we're not having fun, we're doing something wrong. And welcome to Say What. It's October 21st, 2023. My name is Nancy Hopkins. <clears throat> Excuse me. I haven't talked to anybody all day. Nancy Hopkins with Dolly Howard and Walt Silva and Jan Shaw. And if you were lucky, you just listened to the end of Jan's show. So, um, hi, Dolly. Hi. Hi, Nancy. <laughs> and y'all out there. And Walter, you want to say hi? Oh, hello, everyone. It's good to be here. As, uh, I'm sure Jen is here, so I'm sure it's going to be a super, super fun show. <laughs> <laughs> oh, thank you, Walt. <laughs> Hi, everybody. Good to be here. And thank uh, you for listening, all of you. Yes, absolutely. Um, okay, before we start, Dolly said she wanted to, to read something, so I don't want to, you know, forget to do that. So, Dolly, are you ready to read whatever it is you wanted to read? Well, no, I don't know. I have to find it. Oh, okay. All right. I end up doing it like second hour. Oh, well, okay. All right. When you get it, you I'm putting it on you. You break in or remind us or whatever. <laughs> okay. All right. It's on you. Um, okay. So, boy, I tell you, every time I hear your show, Jan, it just gives me so much information. Um, the Jim Jordan speaker thing you know I, I was getting so frustrated because they'd have a secret ballot and then they'd go to the floor and people would change their votes from the secret ballot it was like such a setup yeah people were really complaining on x as it is now about the fact that it was all done in secret and they weren't doing these public votes i must say there's a lot of really pissed off people out there about the whole fiasco of it so it really hmm. is crazy uh may i ask what they were voting for speaker of the house oh sorry okay so uh, are these supposed to be public votes or secret votes well normally i think they're public correct me if i'm wrong but there's a lot of machinations going on behind the scenes because they definitely do not want to appoint somebody who is a Trump supporter, and that's what the whole thing is all about. And it's really exposing all these rhinos for who they really are. I mean, you know, the 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 danger is they're going to put Hakeem Jeffries, is that the right person, in there? Oh, the my God, Democrat is leader. I mean, it, it's somebody said it's almost like, um, you know, a European part you know parliament where it's what's the word um you know a joint um ruling well the last thing we want is a flipping democrat as the speaker because that takes away all the advantages of the how you know the republicans actually having the uh, ma majority in the house i mean come on people well but, but not republicans well, the rhinos. Uniparty. The Uniparty. Yeah, absolutely. You know, that's the thing that people really have to come away with. And on, I was reading, uh, 
Oh, Kim, Kim Clement. He is a singer who got into the, well, he was a Christian and got into singing and then got into prophecy. And he, when did he die? He died, like, right at the time that Trump was being elected, okay? And his daughter and his wife have continued the foundation. And one of the uh, clips that they put out about the prophecy, he was talking about the Uniparty. Mm. And nobody had any idea of what in the hell he was talking about. You know, and then all of a sudden, in the last, I would say, two weeks, I'm hearing Uniparty, Uniparty. Every time I turn around, somebody's talking about the Uniparty. Yeah, this has been going on for quite a few weeks. Well, possibly months, actually, now, about it being called the Uniparty. I'm sorry to ask, uh, what is the Uniparty supposed to be? Basically, the, the Democrats and the rhinos are all on the same side working towards the same agenda. So there's n you can't discriminate or, um, you know, see any difference between the Democrats and what they want to do and these rhinos, Republican, Republican in name only people who are voting with the Democrats all the time. They're voting for this ridiculous amount of money going to ukraine and you know they're voting with the democrats so it's like you can't distinguish between republicans and democrats anymore because so, so the the um the official government of the country has been disabled it's just yeah it's a it's a it's a private it's a private operation it the, mm. the federal government is over and done with well, I mean, the thing is that the government bureaucrats, of course, are all in on the same game. You know, if you look at the, um, you know, the corruption in the DOJ in across the board, really, it's they're all working basically for the New World Order agenda. So um, what has become clear in this voting fiasco for the new speaker is <clears throat> that they're all wef puppets they're all voting according to um you know what the wef and the who and the un and everybody else um the corrupt um new world order wants to impose on on the world, basically. I mean, look at the, you know, you see it across the board, this absolutely uncontrolled immigration. There are so many parallels between the USA and the UK and Europe, and there are only a few people speaking out against it. I mean, Hungary is one, I believe. Christine Anderson from Germany, she's an MEP there. She is very, very vocal against all of this. And, of course, anybody who speaks out is either censored, silenced, ostracized, um, you know, or there'll be trumped up charges uh, brought against them. So I think people, as I said at the end of the show, you know, the great reveal is leading to the great awakening. And so many people now are up in arms about what these politicians are doing.
Well, I was just trying to look it up. There's a founding father. I don't remember which one it was. But he said that the Constitution would only work, and I'm paraphrasing, would only work based on the morality of the people that we elect. And that's the basic problem, good and evil. And, of course, the problem is that the people that are elected, they make all these campaign promises, and, of course, they never um, follow through with them. And the other thing is, you know, think of the many, the, well, thousands, millions probably of people who are just not into politics and they don't realise that by not being into politics, they're not educated about what these people are really doing. So in many cases, they're, you know, they've um, joined one or other party, same in the UK, Labour or Conservative, a Republican or Democrat, and they just vote for the same party, not actually looking at what the polit policies are of these um, people and also whether or not they follow through with them. That's that's a major issue, really. And, of course, the, the strategy of the deep state is to keep people so distracted. It's either, you know, it's like what they said about, you know, the Roman Empire, bread and circuses, or, you know, they're so desperate particularly now with the rate of inflation and everything that's gone on, they're out working, you know, more than one job just to keep the family uh, with a roof over their head and, uh, and food on the table. So in many cases, they don't have time to actually keep up with what's going on or they're still watching the fake news media who either are not reporting on it or are basically the authors of misinformation, disinformation, and bullshit, basically. And, you know, they haven't, these people haven't learned to discern or research or do critical thinking into, you know, is this, is this real? What's, go, what's really going on? Is this it true? Sounds, it sounds like, like they're left with, okay, they're left with the question, okay, who can, where can I go? Who can I trust? Because it seems that if they look, no matter how much they look around, nobody's there's nobody to, to trust anymore. Because it, you could you could say you could argue, okay, you have to do the responsible thing, and you have to research who you're voting for, and you have to find out what you're. Uh, but then you end up discovering that all those researches for nothing because they're all the same essentially. Uh. <laughs> well, yes, and also, you know, we can't trust the, the voting systems now. I mean, that's the other thing. You've got the issue that some people are saying, well, it's no point in voting anymore because the whole thing's corrupt. And I have to say, this is going back quite a lot of years, um, you know, I was saying the same thing at one point, but the problem is that if you don't vote for the right people, then basically you just you know conceding you, you, the the, the you, game you just put your finger on it the question is who is the right people <laughs> well you know if if you actually do the research i mean i spent hours every week 
um, you know, keeping up with all the stuff that I end up reporting on the show every week. I mean, it, I end up with far too much to share in that hour, but I, so I focus on the critical things. But, you know, if there are people in threads of that are shared on what was Twitter, now X, or on Facebook or things like that, and people saying, oh, my goodness, I didn't realize this was going on, and now I've started to look into it, and now I realize what the truth is. So, you know, there are more and more people waking up, but not everybody is engaged. And, you know, I, I follow new people all the time if they look like they're sharing good information. But you also have to have that presented to you. So if you're just following, you know, uh, channels that are just talking about fashion or food or whatever it is, the likelihood is you're not going to get the more politically educated threads in your feed you know it's uh and of course there's so much suppression of truth these days i mean we just had this um this bill passed in the uk or a law passed now actually um it's the online safety act which is basically carte blanche for censoring anybody that is not um following the agenda you know it's like it's like a license to censor and we're seeing we've seen it with twitter we've seen it with facebook i mean not so much since elon musk took over twitter and renamed it x but we see it with youtube with you know there are there are certain platforms where it doesn't happen as much but it's like what they said about the 2020 election you know the information about hunter biden's laptop was suppressed and other things that w people have said that if they'd known about Hunter Biden's laptop, they wouldn't have voted for Biden. Not that Biden got in legitimately, of course. But, you know, if you get to a point, which I'm hoping happens in 2024, where there are so many votes for Trump, for example, that they haven't got the... Um, there are there are too many votes for them to generate illegal ballots, you know. So people but even, really even then they found a way to block them out because they they found a way to give votes to Biden. Well, I think my opinion is that the White Hats allowed twenty twenty to be stolen. Because if you look at what has been revealed about these people, about the parties, you know, it was always the case. You've got to show people you can't just tell them. And so if you just told them that the whole um, system was corrupt, they'd say, yeah, nah, don't be stupid. We can't believe that. But what you've seen since 2020 is an absolute avalanche of evidence of the corruption of the whole system which if trump had got in in 2020 would never have been revealed and you know let's face it they they thought 
they got it in the in the can for Hillary Clinton to win in 2016. And that explained her absolute shock when she lost, which to me says the White Hats were in control of that. They weren't going to let Trump lose. They weren't going to allow the, you know, the, the fraudulence to happen for that election. They needed to get make sure that Trump won legitimately. But 2020, it, it was the art of war, in effect, in my opinion. Same in 2018. I mean, they allowed the Democrats to take control of the House. And look what, look what was exposed when they were in charge of the House. And this has woken so many, awakened, I should say, so many people to the corruption. It's It's been a strategy that had to play out in this way, I believe. But the level of, uh, my question is, is with the, the amount of corruption, which seem to have astronomic levels, okay, how much, how much do you have to put people through for them to finally, okay, we know the truth. It's everything. This this is what's what's going on. Is like, oh, how long? How long does it take? Will it take to get? Okay, what percentage of the people do you want to wake up and be done with this uh, never-ending sh shit show? Well, that's a good question, and you know, many people get impatient. They forgot to say, "How long do we have to wait for this?" But you also have to remember that this is not just a U.S. issue. That's yeah, world, you know, worldwide. Absolutely. So you've got to kind of get people to wake up in in uh, coordination, if you like. Um, and you know, if you look at Israel now, 86% of Israelis believe that Netanyahu was responsible for the Hamas attacks. And there's plenty of um, evidence out there to suggest that. And um, so they want to get rid of Netanyahu. So, and France have had, you know, tremendous um, protests against the French government against their um, changes to the judicial system. Uh, you know, you've got these protests happening worldwide and the realization that the whole voting system is rigged. So Netanyahu got in again. That was rigged. The guy from Brazil, Bolsonaro, he was voted out. It was rigged. Um, even Newsom getting a, you know, winning against his recall was rigged. There's no way Californians would have voted him for him. Um, Rishi Sunak was installed. He's a WF puppet. Um, look at uh, what Ben Fulford calls Castrudo. How the hell is he still in power when he can't go out on the street without people, you know, verbally attacking him? And and people are saying, we have got to get rid of these people because they are not working for the people. They're purely working for the new world order and for their own self-interest. So, you know, there is progress being made. And, you know, Trump always said we have it all. People believe that the by uh, forming the Space Force, that was 
more to do with cyberspace than, you know, extraterrestrial space. <laughs> and uh, th they were able to monitor all this and gather all the evidence needed. And I believe that they, they would control the outcome of the 2024 election and prevent the, cheat the, the cheating that happened. And Dominion voting machine, Dominion, they've, I believe they've been convicted of election rigging and I can't remember which country it was in. So, you know, there is progress being made in terms of exposing all of this. Yeah, that, that's why uh, Trump he, um, is a, if officially is president under the original constitution, not the corporate constitution. That's why he's still. That's that's why he's still president because he he's president under the original constitution, not the corporate fake uh, constitution. Yeah, and I read a report um, on that same theme, saying there's no way he was going to come in um, to replace Biden in the U.S. corporation. You know, that, that is not what was the intention. It's the res restoration of the republic that is the, is the only way that he's going to come back. So, yeah, and unfortunately, so many people can't tell the difference between the corporation and the, and the uh, republic. They don't know. They yeah. don't, they don't <laughs> even know that it's a corporation. Yeah. I mean, the UK is the same. There's a corporation registration for the UK government as well. And of course, you know, we know what the real family is, <laughs> you know. So, um, if, they're, if they're still around, I don't, a lot of people are asking the question are they still around? <laughs> well, Charles it definitely isn't Charles. I mean, I, I saw him on that interview he did oh, a couple of years ago before the Queen died, and he's a, he's a body double or something. He didn't look the same at all. And you know, it was said that the Queen died long before. It was officially announced. Which Charles is that? The one with the swollen hands? Yes, with the sausages. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> That's a serious medical condition. Poor, <laughs> poor guy, with the money they have, you figured he'll be already, already taken care of. <laughs> oh, well. <laughs> they, they probably haven't got access to that anymore. Oh. And, of course, the Buckingham Palace was closed down. Oh, supposedly under renovation, but you know the whole thing, and the, even the crests were removed from the gates. And of course, there was when so no, no more tourists. Oh yeah, you still get the tourists, and you still get the monarchists. You know, God save the queen or the king or whatever, who you know say, oh, we've got to have the monarchy. You know, it's a joke, oh, really. About, well, yeah, exactly. Oh, it's it's so we attract all this uh, tourism. You know, it, it's a revenue earner for the UK and everything else. But um, anyway, I've lost my train of thought now. I was going to say something about else about that, but it'll come back to me. <laughs> Buckingham Palace. No, it was after that, actually. Oh. Um Anyway, chat amongst yourselves for a minute and I'll, I'll remember it. 
Well, what can I tell you? It's 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 just keeps going on and on. But we do have, you know, other things happening in the world. It's just that we don't know what they are because nobody's reporting of them. <laughs> um, Jan, you mentioned something about, um, and I apologize if I was feeding the dog or something. Um, you said something about Trump discussing, uh, not in whatever his name is, the Israeli guy. Netanyahu. Netanyahu. See, I don't like him. I don't like him, so I can't even pronounce his name. Um <laughs> What was it that Trump said in a in a truth social post? Oh, that he was Kazarian mafia. I think was what he, he actually posted that. No, he uh, retruthed something that uh -huh. a guy called Wyatt, I think, had put out there. That, uh, but he's also said something else about Netanyahu. It was to do with the fact that Netanyahu congratulated Biden when he supposedly won. The election so trump i mean he must have known that netanyahu was km kazarian mafia and you know he's he's no fool we've got to remember there's so many optics but yeah the fact that he retruthed about netanyahu being kazarian mafia was uh, very uh, illustrative of his views about him well trump got into trouble just recently because he said that uh, he was talking about the Iranian uh, uh, killing of one of their top people. I don't remember which one. Soleimani. And, yeah, Soleimani. And um, not the president, Israel guy. He um, he was with them until right at the end, and then he, he, he didn't want to do it, but they went through it anyway, and then he took uh, uh, credit, credit for it. You know, and when he said when i heard that he it was being reported on fox and when he, when i hear it i went oh crap what'd you say that for and i thought oh you're setting up the stage mm-hmm yep yep you're putting it out there and of course you know with all the um the people who have t well not testified but have shared that Netanyahu ignored the warnings from Egypt days before the Hamas attack and the fact that the troops were removed from the border um, by Gaza and put somewhere else and for some reason there was no intelligence. It was 40% of the troops were moved. Yeah. That's a huge amount of vulnerability absolutely and it was done deliberately yeah it was and uh, of course you know the people who are uh you know pro-israel i mean i'm not taking sides on this i'm just reporting on what's being exposed on it because you know we want peace for goodness sake don't we <laughs> we don't want war this is what the warmongers are going after. But, you know, they're saying, oh, well, the Palestinians voted Hamas in. Well, hang on a minute. How many fraudulent elections have we had? Did the Palestinians really vote in Hamas? Well, who um, cares? It was 06. It was 2006. Yeah. We haven't had an election in how many years? <laughs> so how can you say that the people that are there now voted them in? Mm -hmm. Good Lord, they're 20 years older. 
Some Absolutely. of them weren't even born. Yeah, I didn't actually know that until you told me that. Yeah. But, you know, well, I, my, my response was that we've got um, fraudulent elections worldwide. Imran Khan, for example, in Pakistan. I mean, he, he was a, a really well-known cricketer. I remember, you know, in my old UK days when watching cricket and things, and he was, um, you know, a cricketer star. And he was doing great things to Pakistan, and then he got he got removed in a fraudulent election, and I think they imprisoned him as well. You know, you can't you can't say anywhere, I believe. Oh well, you voted them in, really? Did they, or was it all orchestrated? You know. Well, you, you know, one of the things that. Um really bothered me about what was being presented uh, and, and I you know I mean I watched a lot of the Fox because it was the closest what was the best of the mainstream I could see to see what was being presented plus they're the number one everybody watches Fox so I wanted to know what was the presentation of Fox you know and there was some terrible terrible things but this I'm listening to this one guy and he had there was a video he had on himself a cell phone uh, signal, and he is absolutely terrified. And he's on the ground, and in you can see that he's under some shrubs. Well, he was at that uh, the the uh, what do they call the rav thing there on the ground where all those people were two hundred sixty. Oh yeah, yeah, that yeah. And he and two other uh, two women got under the bushes there was some bushes there they got under it and for eight hours or something they didn't even move because the Hamas were there and he said that because afterwards they they interviewed him and he said they would come so close to us we were sure this was it I can't even imagine the terror that they were feeling and they could see them killing everybody he said but the, the worst part about it was as they were doing all this killing, they were laughing. And as soon as I heard that, I said, these people were juiced up on drugs. Okay? And I actually had a conversation with um, a former military friend of mine. I mean, we, were, we went to, in the Army. We were in the Army together. And... He's, you know, I'm saying, I'm telling him this, and he said they were they were drugged, and I said, yeah, because in World War II they began to use drugs, uh, amphetamines and cocaine, basically, and that was the German. The Germans were doing it, the Americans and probably the British, but the Americans were definitely doing it. And I heard a, a special ops guy being interviewed about when they were breaking the snooze um, that. He the the question to him was, did you are you given does the army actually give you drugs that can you know enhance you this way, and he said actually yes, he said we have a, a he said he said it's it's like a, a a weak amphetamine that of course who knows what it is but they give us pills that if we are out on long long deployment in an area where we can't really sleep um that we are given those kind of pills so 
it's an accepted part of military action. But in this case, what they were, what they got those guys juiced up on, is called Capticon. C a p t a g o n. I've never heard of it. It's called the poor man's cocaine, and this stuff is so powerful that they say not only does it last a day, it can last a couple of days. You can't get it out of your system, and what it what happens to them psychologically is that they are no longer conscious human beings. You, you, people have seen, you know, totally drugged up, out of their minds kind of people, right on the streets, you know, it, you know, you know, on television, that sort of thing. This is what these people were on. They had pictures of, oh God, there had to have been, I bet there was a thousand of these pills in a baggie that they found. They found it on the uh, the uh, dead Hamas in their pockets, these drugs. So it makes me feel better because at least I know that a straight human being undrugged was not doing whatever the atrocities were. It was junked up kids that were trained to kill. The other and thing to, to consider in this as well, and I don't know to what extent the people in uh, Palestine were vaccinated. But if you think about it, you know, many people have reported that the vaccine um, severs your connection to spirit. And, you know, we've seen ourselves the increase in aggression in a lot of people that have been vaccinated and things. And, you know, I always think that these drugs bring out um, kind of the true nature of people. It's like alcohol. You know, you can have an a, a happy drunk and you can have an absolutely obnoxious, violent drunk. And it's like it brings out the true nature of the people. Well, if these people have lost any connection with spirit, which means any connection with conscience or humanity or anything, those drugs are going to bring out that element in them to a, an, you know, an extreme degree. Oh, they talked about the side effects being that there is no remorse. There's no mm. compassion. All of the things that make us human are just short-circuited by this, this powerful, powerful drug. Um, and I think that's what they've been trying to do with the vaccine, with the COVID vaccine as well. Well, it's so much more complicated because, you know, they can control you with a, an electromagnetic signal. <laughs> Make you go into a state of rage. Except That's I think some of us who are truly awake are immune to that, whereas others are very suggestible and susceptible and everything else, you know. I mean, that's why we didn't fall for this crap in the first place. That's why... You know, we are able to discern and, and you know, discard all the crap that's being put out there. But, uh, you know, so many people aren't capable of doing that. Well, it's not so much a capability of the person themselves. It's the physiological makeup of what you might think of as light workers, people that 
you know, have come here for for a reason um, to save humanity. And mm. and w- what I detect is that when you've got a regular human being, let's well, let, a regular human. I don't want to use let's let's call ourselves human beings, whereas they're human. Okay. And are we talking about kind of NPCs? What do you call them? The um, non-player characters. Yeah. Not necessarily. It's it's a human being who has a set frequency. Okay. In mm-hmm. other words, their frequency is from one second to the other, absolutely the same frequency. It's not jumping around or doing anything. But when you have human beings then the human being's uh, energy field is continually changing. The frequency is continually changing. Now, that could be that we have something else in us that, that's, you know, maybe a gene enhancement or something that is causing this, but I think it's more likely that people of that, you know, makeup are continually thinking. They are continually questioning. They are continually being aware, much more aware of their environment. And because of that, they are continually changing their consciousness. And that's causing this fluctuation in the frequency of the human being. Because every time you have an experience, it changes the frequency of the human being. So you got people out there that are just stuck in the mud. My God, they're going to have the same frequency. That frequency can be manipulated. They know what it is. But our frequencies are jumping around. They can't get a fix on it. This is just electronic warfare. Mm, interesting. They can't get a fix on it. Right. And that's, yeah. That's what's gone wrong. They never... They, they ne- it's, it's, it's a technique that we have used to keep our radio communications secure it's called jumping and a famous american actress actually lamar heather heather lamar Lamar. yes she's the one that actually created this thing and in radio everything is set up so there's a carrier wave and the carrier wave anything off the carrier wave is the intelligence well, what they what she realized is that if you are tuned to that particular carrier wave, then you can see it. But what happens if the carrier wave keeps shifting? So she developed the ability for uh, two communication points, you know, that are talking to one another to go through this skipping of the frequency of the carrier wave. So the person who doesn't have this hook up into this you know getting the next frequency that's going to be the frequency of the carrier wave you don't you can't hear you don't understand anything so um it's a known thing of electromagnetic warfare and they didn't realize that human beings are going to do this that they can't get a fix well, the other thing, and, and Yasmin in chat mentioned about MK Ultra, but just think about the Manchurian candidate. I don't know if you ever saw that movie where he got an implant in his brain and um, would kill on command. And, there were, you know, it was said that the, 
the vax and i don't know how true this is it was a you know put out there that there were chips in there or you know there was the graphene oxide or whatever that could be controlled by emf ra radiation of a certain frequency so there's all sorts of factors to be well, figured into this yeah one of the one of the main things that seems to be happening is that they these shots have a lot of metal in them mm. therefore making a human being more of an antenna mm -hmm. so that they can try to get a, a, a grip on what is the unique frequency of an individual so they have the the you know nanotech in the in your body that can do all sorts of things to you but just having this metal you know an obscene amount of metal in the damn shots um, allows them to pick you out better and the importance of this was uh, Mark Steele was talking about this there was a cameraman who was outside of a shot place where they were given the shots and he sees this really strange piece of equipment but he starts looking at it and he realizes that, that this is a receiver and it's monitoring the people walking out of the clinic and what it was doing it was seeing if the shot had given them the ID in it because there's actually an ID number given in the nanotech okay well I saw a report about that this is going way well, probably back a couple of years now to the when the rollout of the vaccines happened uh where if you put if you turned on uh your bluetooth receiver to pick up bluetooth um signals. identify signals pe the people around were being picked up with a like with a bluetooth identifier including the corpses in the cemetery <laughs> oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Oh, you didn't know that? No. Oh, not, yeah. Yeah. Just go into any cemetery and, and start scanning, and you can pick up. So I guess that's how the zombie apocalypse is going to start. They're going to activate all the corpses. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> Are they going to have to dig themselves out? <laughs> oh, my goodness. Have they been cremated? I mean, how will that affect it? <laughs> yeah. I uh, Nancy's the one who told me there was... Either Nancy or Dolly, they, they got hold of uh, this video that somebody did. They actually went into a, into a cemetery and they started walking around as they, as they were sweeping with this device. And in some uh, tombs, they would, that's it. That was coming out of the signal. The ID signal was coming out of the tomb. People, <laughs> These are people that had died because of the vaccine. Hmm. It was, it was a huge list. It wasn't like one or two. It was like it would keep scrolling down, and, he, and they're all IP addresses, like your computer has an IP address. Mm. Well, if you the vaccination, you've got an IP address, and they could pick you out of a crowd. Because that IP address is actually attached to your records. We got this weird I we got this weird signal out there. Oh well that's Nancy Hopkins. Nope, nope. <laughs> me, me another Nancy because I didn't take that damn thing. No, quite. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, it blows your mind sometimes when you kind of put all these pieces together and think, Oh my god. And thank God for us pure bloods. <laughs>
Well, we're not pure bloods. <laughs> Don't talk that way. Those pure bloods are the ones that are crazy people. Well, I meant the ones that haven't had their blood contaminated by oh, the vaccine. Oh, oh, I see. I see. Yeah, we're pure bloods. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's what. That's what we. You know, people refer to themselves as, as you know, that haven't been contaminated. And, by and the there's vaccine. one one little element is that. A lot of people feel that this technology is oh, it's omnipotent. There's nothing you can do to get away from this. What do you mean? There's a this little thing called consent. If people don't consent to something, I, have, I don't care what technology they throw at you. They've already proven beyond shadow of a doubt that unless you consent to this, it doesn't work. They can try it uh, until the end of time, but it doesn't work because you're re you're refusing. Your consciousness is above anything; is is above any technology. So if you're if you're refusing to you you're not consenting to this man manipulation, this control, it's not going to work. The they can want to convince you that it's that your con consciousness doesn't have any power. Oh yeah, you're powerless. You you don't have any power. You don't have oh, it doesn't matter. No, that's that's just a storyline they want to feed you so that you won't try to resist. But the truth is that it takes very little effort to resist. And I think that's why, you know, that explains why people just didn't buy into this whole COVID scam from the beginning i mean i know i didn't but also you know i don't buy into this theory of shedding i i just don't accept that as a possibility and i mean i've been around people that have been vaccinated but it's like no i'm i don't uh, you know i'm I not think gonna that, that's another storyline because it feeds what does it do fear Mm. Oh, I'm, I'm terrified. Oh, the shedding. This. Oh, my God, that's so powerful. It's going to shed on me and I'm going to turn into a zombie. And it's just... Yeah. <laughs> it's a storyline. Well, You're uh, supposed to believe it. It's it's your belief that gives it energy. It's, absolutely. You actually created for them. <laughs> they give you a line and you and you read the lines to the director and you believe what the director says. <laughs> because it's a, it's a it's a line that you're being fed. <laughs> uh, as far as that shedding goes, I think that, that it does happen. And I'll tell you the story again. I had my neighbors that were both been vaccinated, and it wasn't until one was on one side of me and the other was on the other side of me that I got hit with like I thought I was going to pass out, and I I just immediately said, "Oh gosh, I forgot something. I got to go home." And I'm leaving, and I'm like worried I'm not even going to get home. I'm, I'm, you know, but as I got further and further into the yard, I got closer and closer to Shungite. And, you know, when I got in the house, I laid down, and I was out for two hours. Now, the only thing that changed was that they, I was between two people who had been vaccinated. And so I believe in that. I believe that because my body is attuned to that if something energetically, not just chemicals and stuff, but energetically, if something's not right, that body is going to go into a full-blown battle with whatever it is. And um, so I do think it happens. But again, 
He's right. If you don't, if you're not giving consent to the shedding to affect you, I didn't even know anything about it. It wasn't until I started reading up on shedding, and I'm going like, "Oh Christ, that's probably what happened to me." And um, who knew that it could happen that mu- that fast? But who knows? And I just, I've seen too much uh, information regarding that to just completely, you know say it doesn't happen but i oh, think no no I'm, I'm not suggesting it doesn't what i'm suggesting is that it's like you know what you were saying and what what was saying about you know i've said for years since i awoke awakened you know it's the mind that controls the body and i don't mean the brain i mean the mind that controls the body not the other way around so you know you this is how i maintain health you know, it's like something seems to be coming like a sore throat or something. And I say, you know, my my mind and basically says, this is unacceptable. This is going. This is gone. And, um, you know, that's what actually determines whether you are actually susceptible to these things i mean the fact that you noticed it so quickly meant that you were in, you were able to counter it so quickly whereas other people would not even have made that connection and would have thought oh my god i've got this or i've got that and and allowed the body to you know control Accepted. the outcome yeah uh, whereas you you realize that there was something not right, so you got out of that environment and you went and you healed it, you know, within two hours or whatever. But, you know, so many people have do not understand the concept. And even people that are awake, you know, I've said it to people <laughs> close to me friends and i said look it's the mind that controls the body not the body controlling the mind um oh so and so has got um these brain chemicals are all you know controlling depression things and i'm saying no um it's the other way around it's reactions to things that are causing the brain chemicals to change. So it's in your emotions and it's in your mind. And that causes the chemicals, not the other way around. I mean, that's it, it's in science that says stress creates all these hormones in your body that create all these other disorders. But it's coming from the mind. And, the you know, once you understand that and you control how you're responding to things i i the problem can... the problem is in our belief system if, if we believe what the doctor says or oh, that this drug is all powerful then yeah that drug is overriding whatever your mind commands because your mind is giving it validation mm. your mind oh yeah i is the same thing happens with any with any drug oh yes i definitely believe this drug will kill me because it's all powerful i know it's killed every a lot of people that I know. Okay, so you are giving it the reality that it needs to carry out its agenda. Mm. It doesn't. It's not powerful at all because. But it, your mind is agreeable. Your mind is giving it the validation that it needs. Your mind is creating the reality, 
<laughs> absolutely absolutely that's okay. why i haven't taken a pharmaceutical drug in a car well i can't remember how long decades now okay you guys got me in a bit of a jam here because i want to play billy carson and it's the heart mind uh, uh connection but it's talking exactly about what you guys are talking about however it's 13 minutes and <laughs> we're kind of five minutes out from the top of the hour. So I'm going to play it, and we're going to come back after that and um, discuss this thing. I'll play uh, uh We're going to be a little late into the second hour, but it'll be all right, because this is such... It just It's just talking exactly about what you're talking about. <laughs> Serendipity. Yeah, so we're going to play that. We're going to start with brain-heart coherence. Um, I really do think that it's really important to understand... Uh, physiology, your physiology, how to control it. Because a lot of the things that you're going to need to apply to create manifestations, to create Merkaba, uh, you know, star tetrahedrons uh, that, you can, that you can get into and get into deep meditations with and so forth, um, you're going to need to be able to control your physiology, control your thoughts, control your reaction to things. You can have to control your triggers as well. So we're going to talk a lot about brain-heart coherence for a little bit, and we're going to go into it, and I'm going to give you some techniques and tips that you can actually use in your, in your life right now to uh, take advantage of these brain-heart coherence techniques. Brain-heart communication. The brain and the heart literally communicate with each other. You have two brains, really. One is your heart and one is your brain. The coherence hypothesis states that the coherent flow of information within and between the physiological systems and processes in the central and autonomic uh, nervous systems and the body plays an important role in determining the quality of the feelings and emotion one experiences. You understand this. So basically what's happening is the connection between your brain and your heart and the flow of energy in between and the exterior input you're getting from the outside can cause different kind of reactions and pressures and perceptions that cause the brain and heart reaction to change your physiology. You could experience something that puts you into a fear mode, which is a flight mode. You could experience something on the outside that then comes into you and brings you into a love mode or peace mode, an empathetic mode. All of these have to do with brain-heart coherence. And what people don't realize, it seems like um, an automatic response to what's going on around you, like the way that you respond, your emotions, and how you react to things. But... A true adept initiate, a true master, will be able to control all emotion. You remember Spock from Star Trek, the Vulcan? You see the Vulcans had, had um, excelled to extremely high, a, a very extremely high-level civilization and extremely intelligent beings that were capable of doing many things in many different uh, galaxies and in many different um, uh, planetary systems. They could be science officers on any planet. They could be a science, a, a, a commander or a captain on any starship because they control their emotions and they lead with logic. Now, you don't have to be as stoic as a Vulcan, <laughs> but what I'm saying is it's very important to understand how to control your emotional output. And when you can do that, you can harness that emotional energy and you can, you can actually alchemically convert it into things that need to be taken care of or direct it in a way that benefits you better. 
The ability to alter one's emotional responses is essential to is essential. I'm sorry, uh, to central to overall well-being and meeting demands of life. One of the chief symptoms of the events of such trauma that overwhelm our capacities uh, to successfully handle and adapt to them is a shift in our internal baseline reference, such as there ensues a rep, rep, uh, repetitive activation of the traumatic event. Uh, so we like to repetitively go over things that were traumatic to us. We live with them over and over and over in our mind. We have to stop doing that. The past is the past, and you only experience the past as a memory because you are literally uh, creating that memory in your mind. You're, you're, you're uploading that information back to the front of your mind again. It had already been stored in, a, in, a, in a, another location in your brain, and you keep reliving it, and you're reliving it over and over. So what we're talking about here is the way that we're responding to exterior input, uh, if we're, if not, if left unchecked, will cause us to be able, cause us to lose control of our physiology and go into depression, anger, frustration, fear, all these things that bring down our immune systems, bring down our consciousness, bring down our frequencies. Your body is an actual internet. All your cells, all your atoms inside of your body, all of your different uh, organs, all this stuff is a multiverse, and the multiverse is on this net, and, the, and, and it's all communicating. Heart's communicating with the brain. The heart's and, and the brain are communicating with uh, endocrine systems and everything else and glands. It's a very sophisticated system, okay? Very, very sophisticated. How can you control this? How can you regulate this? We discussed the hypothesis that self-induced Positive emotions increase the coherence in bodily processes. So your ability to self-induce positive affirmations, positive thinking, seeing the good in a negative situation, instead of taking an L in a bad situation as a loss, take it as a learning lesson, okay? And reprogramming yourself in those ways will get you into a better heart-brain coherence frequency giving you the ability to not only conquer the situation or the problem, but take you to the next level consciously uh, and also be able to then even share and spread that knowledge with others and walk in a positive vibration always so that you can continue to control your reality tunnel and don't let these blindsided things and issues destroy your inner peace. We can't allow the low-frequency mindsets to destroy uh, all the work that we've been doing to get positive and stay positive by allowing... Uh, these low frequencies and this this sorrow to seep in and then to relive over and over again. Without establishing a new baseline reference, people are at risk of getting stuck. So without establishing a new baseline reference, in other words, a new baseline reference is when you literally say, okay, um, this situation just happened to me. Let me learn from it. Let me take the positive out of it. Okay, great. I've got that now. I've got, I've got a good understanding of that. Now what I'm going to do is I'm going to speak positive. I can handle the situation. I'm going to excel past the situation. My life flows abundantly. Abundance is going to come to me. Solutions for this situation are going to come to me. Solutions will find me. I don't have to find them. I'm going to, I'm going to move in positivity. I'm going to move in unconditional love. I am a powerful being. I am phenomenal. I am great. I am good at what I do. I'm getting goosebumps just saying that right now. So I'm, getting, I'm literally getting goosebumps, guys, while I'm saying this because I truly believe it. And that's how you have to say it. You have to vocalize it verbally, out loud, creating cymatic frequencies coming out of your throat, which we're going to talk about today, that go out into the ether of space-time and alter 
future realities in the third dimension. When people say, what do you do for them? And they ask me all the time. I say, well, you know, I, uh, I create ripples in space-time that alter future realities in the third dimension. How do I do that? Because I vocalize positivity. I impart wisdom, knowledge, understanding. I am be- and I'm imbued in, with power and, and, and understanding and divine knowledge and wisdom. And I walk in that power and that grace. And when I walk, doors fly open. So that's the mindset that I'm walking with. And when I walk like that, I feel like I'm a superhuman. I'm a super, I'm a superhero. I'm a multidimensional superhero and I start of a human avatar body. And that's the mindset that you have to operate and walk with. And if you don't, then you fall into this mundane cycle with this very low frequency, poor heart brain coherence that puts you into a mode of suffering. Uh, so, you know, this is what we're talking about. This is amazing stuff. I hope you guys are really understanding what, what I'm telling you here. The scientific truth behind affirmations, proof that DNA is programmed by words. That's how powerful this is. Cymatic frequencies are powerful. That's why you have to speak things into existence. You can't, you can think them. Thinking is good too. But when you speak, spiritual teachers have known for millennial that our body is programmable by language, words, and thought. This has now been scientifically proven and explained. Human DNA and consciousness act like a biological internet, it seems. This is from a science magazine, okay? <clears throat> Real science. Let's go over some. Recent scientific research carried out in Russia can now explain a phenomena such as the clairvoyance, intuition, spontaneous and remote acts of healing, self-healing, affirmation techniques, unusual light auras around people, namely spiritual masters, like rainbow light bodies, for example, and how people can use mind power to influence weather patterns and much more. Yes, you can change the weather. Individually or even collectively, you can alter weather patterns. That's the power that has been scientifically proven inside the human avatar body through the use of consciousness and, 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 um, and vocal af- affirmations. Back in the old days, now when you read some of these books about witchcraft and things like that, you would call it casting spells what these witches were doing and these wizards were doing, they understood cymatic frequencies and they knew how to knew, they knew the power behind it and they knew how to use, utilize those cymatic uh, frequencies to create the reality and outcome that they were looking for. The research also, also shows that there is evidence for a whole new type of medicine in which DNA can be influenced and reprogrammed by words and frequencies without cutting out and replacing single genes. <laughs> Guys, I don't know if you hear me, but this is amazing. The research also shows <clears throat> that there is evidence for a whole new type of medicine in which DNA can be influenced and reprogrammed. What I started off talking about at the beginning of this workshop, reprogramming, programming, we're in programming code, understanding how to reprogram this code. You can reprogram your DNA without cutting out and replacing single genes. So how does this happen? Only 10% of our DNA is used for building proteins like muscle, skin, and organs. It is the subset of DNA that is of interest to Western researchers and is being examined and categorized right now. Living chromosomes function just like um, uh, solitonic holographic computers, which uh, basically use uh, indigenous DNA laser radiation. This means that the scientists manage to influence the DNA frequency See, DNA has a frequency. You hear me talk about this all the time. 
DNA has a specific frequency and it resonates at the frequency that your brain heart coherence is operating at. When your brain heart coherence is disconnected, your frequency drops. When your brain heart coherence is connected and functioning properly and you're in a Zen mode, your brain heart coherence creates a higher frequency which runs across your DNA, giving the DNA the power to connect and quantum entangle with the universal consciousness. No DNA decoding is necessary. They're finding out now, guys, how to utilize frequencies to get DNA to act differently and reprogram itself based off of pure frequencies, okay? The, way, the reason why we can speak and vocalize and talk to each other is because of as above, so below. Our DNA also has the capability of communicating. Now, and so as above, so below, you go to the above, what is it? Well, we're vocalizing and we're doing what we're doing in the below, which is the same exact thing through frequencies. DNA operates on frequencies and it can be influenced by frequencies. So why is this important for us everyday folk? Well, it was also experimentally proven that one can simply use the frequency of speech to influence the DNA frequency and alter genetic information. And the results achieved are dependent upon the frequencies, which are your thought statements, your conscious thought backed by vocalizations that are going to be used. This is possible because living DNA will always react to language. This is science, guys. You got to understand, this is real science. This is, it, this is possible because living DNA will always react to language, modulated laser rays, and even to radio waves. Okay? Think about that. Always. This is how DNA operates. It operates based off of frequencies that it picks up wirelessly and wired. If you're wired, like right now, it's wired into the body, the avatar body. But it's also wireless because it can go outside the avatar body and connect to wireless sources. Even a radio, even a passing radio wave frequency can actually interact with your DNA. Why is all this important? Because we have to understand why we are the way we are, why we think the way we think, why we operate the way we operate, why we're not manifesting what we really want. What, what are we overlooking here? What science, what understanding of how we operate in this matrix are we missing?
Welcome back to the second hour of the Say What Show. I thought it was just such a, you know, a real presentation of what you guys were talking about. Absolutely. You know, because, you know, this is what, this is a lot of what I teach um, and what I do is about, you know, um, neutrality and being aware of emotions and not allowing them to control you and focusing on outcomes, not problems and so on. And, um, you know, it's amazing. And seeing the gift in things, no matter how bad they are. So, and I mean, I have to say, Nancy, you, you helped me re reconnect with that after I lost Keisha, I must say, um, and not reliving the um the situation when she was put to sleep um it reconnected me with the spiritual elements of it and um you know yes i absolutely agree with that and heart math i don't know if you're familiar with heart math but they talk a lot about you know heart resonance and everything else and we are so conditioned to think that the heart is just a blood pumper uh, and that it doesn't have intelligence but it's actually the center of your spiritual intelligence actually does anybody agree with that or yes i was muted i wanted walt to because walt has a really good take on the heart and how important it is can you Tell us about the, you know, the fact that the heart was the center of consciousness at one point in all that story. You remember it? Oh, yes. Well, <clears throat> the uh, the brain is not the, heart, the, the center of consciousness. This was done on purpose uh, thousands of years ago. Uh, and in fact, Nancy has memories of that. She remembers because uh, she was a member of a group of uh, extraterrestrial group and uh, she remembers that a member of the team died but when the person died they they had to take the heart out because that's where the the soul connection is so in, in order to get that that uh, uh that the team member back to their planet otherwise the the person is forced to reincarnate on this on this world uh this thing with the with the soul consciousness being on the brain, that was done deliberate. It's not supposed to be that way. 
the our consciousness is supposed to be heart centered. So that's that's why in in ancient times, unfortunately, the uh, the old cult, the the cultures they kept doing it as a as a as a worship method, but it wasn't meant for that. But that's why they did the thing where they they would cut the heart out of the of the sacrifice. I mean, it was unfortunate that uh, many positive things were used for evil things, because that was due to the the, the, the reptilian influence on those cultures. Because the, no, you're not supposed to be. If someone isn't died of not someone doesn't die of natural causes, there's no reason to cut out their hand, their heart. So, but that's that's the I don't know how many thousands of years that thing was going on. But no, that's it. Our the heart, it, the connection, the soul connection is at, it's located at the heart. In fact, <clears throat> the heart man is a good thing you said. Heart when you when you look at the the things that they say at the Institute of Heart Math. When you look at the energy output of the heart compared to the energy output of the brain, the brain is like comparing a a match with a with a giant, you know, with a a, a giant of a fire pit or something, because the output of the uh, of the uh, heart is immense compared to the output of the of the brain. That's you know that that's why the uh, that the lo the natural location for the soul connection is in the heart, not the brain. Well, yeah, I I I've known about that, but I also knew about the Russian uh, work with the DNA. I wrote about it in Cosmic Reality, the book. Um, but what I had missed, and I don't know why, I tell people, you know. What, what changes DNA? Well, the human voice is the number one thing that will change DNA according to the Russian studies. But I had missed, and I thank, I'm very thankful to Billy for, for having you know said that, that it's really the vocalization, because I was cutting out a major chunk of enterology. You know, that yes, when, when we're sitting here and we're, we're talking and everything, we are affecting the collective consciousness, but we're also affecting the DNA. You know what's happening with the DNA, and I didn't realize I wasn't putting any emphasis on that whatsoever. So ever since I heard this, which was a couple of days ago, um, it's like I just keep doing a mantra of "I'm perfectly healthy." I'm, per but I'm saying it out loud. I'm perfectly healthy. I go up to Shiloh and I say, "Shiloh is perfectly healthy," you know, and I see it. I say it three times because you know connection to three um but it's like it added such a a, a really powerful look at enterology because we know that you know it's a good possibility that they were moving these big stones through sound there's a lot of information indicating that so we're underestimating the power of sound and I'm very grateful that you know he pointed that out because yeah, it, it reminded me of uh, you've heard of uh, this channeler who goes by the name of Bashar. His name is Daryl Anka. 
He's a uh, he's he works in production, artistic production work, and he also he's for forty years has been channeling this entity called Bashar, and that's one of the things that he says that you need to voice things because that's what brings it here. If if you just leave things in the in the realm of thoughts, it's useful, it's fine, it's useful, but you're not bringing it here. So <laughs> in order to materialize it, you have to vocalize it. Yeah. I must say, you know, we talked about this earlier, Nancy. I hadn't really um, registered that the importance of that, even knowing about, you know, the the power of sound. As I said to you, there's the theory that the pyramids were built using um, sound waves for levitation of these enormous stones. So I think there's so much power in sound that that we you know we just don't recognize. Well, look at uh, look at the thing with Tesla with his resonator. He almost brought down this this building, like the Empire State Building. He had to mm. actually destroy it, otherwise <laughs> the building was going to come down. And it was a little thing, as a little device that was that would be the size of a shoebox. Well, also, if you look at, I mean, sound is really magical. If you look at that, I can't remember the name of it. It begins with a C-Y, where they put the sound over the oh, sand. Cymatics. Cymatics. And they put the, the sound over the sand, and the sand takes all these geometric uh, shapes, depending on the frequency. Mm -hmm. Now, the, 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 the tape that Billy uh, Carson did, now this this is this is how this whole thing synchronicity and the way that we're working through all this stuff um, on the radio 5G uh, segment in the second hour I was talking to Mark and I got into you know this is not this is not rocket science this is very easy all you have to do is to take the thought in your head and put it through the power center of your heart in order to be able to manifest but it's like I gave you an induction thought, you know, I mean, I gave you the punchline. If you only remember that, then you're going to, you know, be in good, you'll probably pass the test. But he takes it into deductive thinking, where you actually, he was actually analyzing, you know, the, the different concepts that, that are involved in it. And again, it's that sound concept. You know, that we, I hadn't even thought about it. I mean, I knew about it, but I it just, so it's time now. Because when I was giving the discussion on Radio 5G, I gave the punchline. I didn't take the time to go into some of the stuff that I knew, some of what he already, what he mentioned. I just didn't get into it. But um, Yasmin found this right after she had heard the Radio 5G show. So she sends it. And yes, I, I well, I'll give you the link. And uh, sounds like the cats are having a tip back there. Um, the I'll give you the link, but um, I think you should listen to the whole thing because it's really a fascinating one-hour presentation, and it is part of a series, uh, which I'm going to to look at. But it, it's all this synchronicity that now where we're at is you know focusing on the concept of merging your mind with the heart to and, and reprogram your entire system to be like he says is you superhuman all right i gotta go take care of that <laughs> <laughs>
Sounds like a cat fight. Fight. <laughs> uh, so, based on what he says, no vax can do anything to you, on, unless you allow it. Your your permission, your consent. Otherwise, it's useless. I guess the issue is that people have consented in the very act of taking it. Yeah, that's the issue. But there are those a lot of people that are consented consented have changed their minds. They don't, I don't want this anymore. <laughs> They're actually no. working against it. But perhaps not in a conscious way that. Um, actually negates the impact of it i suspect a lot of them are saying i didn't want it and there's an element of fear that they've actually taken it that's what i'm here seeing you know in people that say that well there's still for example fear there. Uh, you know one of our um uh, <clears throat> one of our radio hosts is uh, mark and mark uh put me in contact with one of his uh, his friends, he says his, his landlord, and his landlord was really, really sorry that he unfortunately accepted the jab before knowing about it. And I said to him, well, I, uh, I have the spooking machine and they, I have the frequency to negate the jab. So it's up to you if you want me to do that. So I said, can you send me? He says, oh, definitely. So I asked him to send me uh, fingernail clippings and I, I applied the frequencies for the, the specific uh, jab that he took. And uh, he, uh, how many days? It was five days. I had to run the frequency for the five days and he felt the difference before and after. So it was, it was whatever the thing was that he was uh, vaccinated with, it was completely negated it was deactivated or whatever you want to say it worked so there are people changing their minds and getting rid of this stupid thing i guess the other thing um you know that applies here is whether there's some kind of soul contract in this because you know it's often said that we have some people have soul contracts to go in in certain situations and you know whatever that purpose might be whether it's to um awaken people or whatever mm -hmm. uh because i mean you did so much for keisha that i'm really grateful for in terms of frequencies and everything but nothing actually worked. And, you know, um, I mean, Nancy was going to mention about the communication she had with Keisha, which was very enlightening for me, mm. that meant that, that that was, you know, nothing would have worked under those circumstances. And perhaps there are people who have, you know, done this, and are, are the mechanism or are the agents for exposing all of this in terms of what is going on with um, the genocide that it has been planned for so long? I don't know. I'm just throwing and that out. No, it, it also proves that 
how, like, like the presenter said, how powerful uh, is the consciousness, the mind, is that it's all powerful. Is that it, be, since the consciousness made a choice to have this experience of this death, uh, there's nothing you can do at the physical level because no. the consciousness takes over. It's all mm. powerful. So yeah, absolutely, absolutely. But what we on the humans level, we feel we've done something wrong or we haven't done enough because that's the way we we kind of react to things. But we, if we have a a a, a bigger view of it, then we see no, it it's it happened the way it had supposed to happen because this was a, this was meant to happen, and and that's it. But mm. uh, we don't. Uh, I, I, at least I don't have that complete acceptance. <laughs> the, the human in me takes over and I still want to change things. I still want to help. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think, you know, we all want to do our best and feel like, you know, we're doing, the, trying to do the right thing. But again, it, it's that acceptance that, you know, perhaps this was meant to be and we don't have control over that. And, you know, I, I've always said there is a gift in everything. And, you know, I had that when my heart horse had to be put to sleep. And I wasn't even there because he was in England and I was over here. Or not over here because I'm in England now, over in the U.S. Um, but the gift in that was he couldn't be with me in the physical. He could only be with me in spirit. And this, to the same extent, you know, I got so caught up in the 3D physical element of what Keisha was going through. I'd lost for a while. I'd, I'd got completely pulled into the 3D physical. And it was only after she'd gone and um, Nancy actually communicated with her that I realized that the spiritual connection between us was just the same as the spiritual connection I had with Voto, my horse. And it, they were teachers. Voto taught me about fear and how to overcome it. And Keisha taught me about unconditional love. And she, she was loved by so many people and she gave pleasure to so many people. And that was her purpose. I don't know if Nancy wants to um, expand on that, but it really reconnected me to the spiritual element of this and got me out of that 3D stuff, you know? Well, the only thing I'll say is that um, I did not have a connection with Keisha when she was in the 3D body, but after she passed... She was there when I went to bed, and then she was there in the morning. And then I talked, I got, I, Jan was on the phone, and she showed up next to me, and it was like, oh, uh, Jan, Keisha's here, <laughs> you know. And it, something Jan had said made Keisha, the dog, start talking telepathically to me. And... Um, Something else was said, and then I don't want to go through the, all the details, but something else was said, and all of a sudden, it was like the Keisha dog's image morphed into this amazing spiritual being. I mean, I was like, that was in the dog? It was just like, 
unbelievable. And the message that Keisha needed to get to, and that's why I'm saying this, not just to Jan, but to all the people that tried to help, was that the spirit that was in that little dog was so powerful, the 3D avatar of the dog was burning up. The body couldn't hold that energy. And it was a release of the spirit from the body because the spirit in the interaction, because I mean the spirits also learn, the spirits also progress. And that spirit needed, was already in a state of higher beingness for having had the experience with Jan. Um, and all that, you know, transpired while, while they were together. And so it was, nobody could have done anything. But all that energy just fed a very, let's say, a very um, powerful connection of that spirit and the spirit world um, because of what transpired with all, all, all of you that, you know, reached out to help. That's kind of Keisha's message to, to you guys. Thank you. And she said she's coming back. Oh, yes, she did. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I'm talking to her every day. You know, we talk to each other. But, you know, what I was thinking, well, if if the body that she had was not big enough to contain her spirit, what is she going to come back as? Is it going to be a horse? Is it going to be an elephant? (laughs) It could be multiple dogs. Why would she need just one body? Oh, maybe. Um, Gene Rockefeller says that when you get guides like this, they come in pairs. Oh, interesting. And, yeah, and um, you know the fact that she wasn't didn't have a pair might have been part of the reason. And actually, it was a conscious decision not to have us another dog when my other dog had to be put to sleep, buddy, because she wants. I think I think there was a very important element in that relationship between us that it had to be just the two of us. It couldn't have been diluted with another dog because it wouldn't have had the same impact. So think, yeah. it would have diluted her power. You know, sh- she had to be the only one. It would have diluted the impact she had on all the other people that she was interacting with who who absolutely loved her especially at the rv part you know people would go out of the way to come past my uh, rv when she was out there to just pet her and and you know they were saying oh i'm gonna steal keisha and well i mean you'd be amazed at um the impact that she had on people it was you know amazing and diluting it would not have had the same impact it would have um reduced the recognition of her and her power i think all meant to be that's the thing all meant to be um you know we got dolly howard maybe on the line are you here dolly (laughs) is she here she trying to find the mute did she fall asleep I couldn't get the cursor to show up. <laughs> it was partying somewhere. I don't know where. 
It, you, you haven't said a thing. Is there something you would like to say? Well, y'all were talking uh, about the COVID stuff. And the thing that I wanted to read goes along that vein of discussion. So I think I would like to read it today, if you'd let me. Yes. Yes, absolutely. Maya, the mic got stuck. Yes, please, go ahead. There's more mics in the, in the cursor side. Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. looking, uh, I got to scroll down. I had a big-ass list tonight. Because I find where this is. Okay. This was entered in... What I'm about, let me read, because I was afraid I wouldn't be able to think. What I'm about to share is controversial. I ran across this today on app. By not sharing it, I feel it's equivalent to being censored in order to not hurt people's feelings. Sort of like when kids don't win in their tournaments and games, they get trophies just for participating. It doesn't build a backbone in them. It, it, it makes them wussies. Well, I want to read this because it needs to be shared. A lot of non-vax people feel intimidated to talk about vax versus non-vax. It's as if we, the non-vax, feel embarrassed for having made the decision to refuse the vax. We feel concerned and angry and frustrated and sad and all sorts of feelings about and for the ones who chose who chose to have the vax and still choose to carry through with the boosters, even knowing possible consequences will and can occur. The evidence of the seriousness of the effects of what the vax was, was and is doing to people was and is out there for all to see. So they make their own decision. This, to me, is very appreciated, what I'm going to read. I know some won't like it for one reason or another, but this time I'm choosing to do something for me and people like me. This is my decision, not anyone else's, to read this. And it comes from my heart. I have... Uh, the site Addie, if you want it, Dr. David Bartlin found this, and uh, there's it's a message to those who are not vaccinated, and the author is unknown, and it was posted on ten oh one twenty three October one twenty three. Even this is this is what it is now from this. Unknown. Even if I was fully vaccinated, I would admire the unvaccinated for re resisting the greatest pressure I have ever seen, including pressure from spouse, parents, children, friends, colleagues, and doctors. People who have been able to characterize such personality, courage, and such critical abilities certainly embody the best characteristics of humanity. 
They are everywhere, of all ages, education levels, countries, and views. They are a special kind. These are the warriors that any army of light would like to have in their ranks. These are the parents that every child wishes to have, and the children that every parent dreams of having. You are made of the greatest people to ever live. Those heroes born among ordinary people and glow in the dark. These are beings beyond the average of their societies. They are the essence of nations that created all cultures and conquered horizons. They did what others couldn't. They were the tree that withstood the storm of abuse and discrimination and social separation. They did it because they thought they were lonely and believed they were the only ones. They were banned from sitting at their family tables at Christmas, but they had never seen anything so cruel. They lost their jobs, lost their careers. They were out of money. They didn't care. They have experienced unmeasurable discrimination, condemnation, betrayal, and humiliation. But they didn't stop. There has never been such a selection in humanity. Now we know who is the best of on planet Earth. And I would, I, this is me now, I wouldn't agree with that statement. But uh, that's what the unknown said. Women, men, old, young, rich, poor people of various races and religions. The unvaccinated, the chosen ones of the invisible ark, the only ones who managed to stand when it all fell apart. It is you, you cast an unimaginable test that many of the toughest marines, commanders, green berets, astronauts, and geniuses could not. You are made of heroes who ever lived, heroes born among ordinary people, and shine in the dark. Despite years of pressure campaigns, discriminatory policies, social separation, loss of income, threats and death accusations, French General Christian Blanchon thanked the unvaccinated for their strength, courage, and leadership. Uh, now, that that's the end of it. But I... I always hear about the unvaccinated, unvaccinated, unvaccinated. And people don't really recognize those who stayed strong and steady in their convictions. They were not swayed. They, they were standing there. No, this is not good. They're trying to tell people, please, look at the facts. Because they're out, people were dying at, right after they got the shot. While they were getting the shot, they drop over dead. When when athletes are playing on the on the game field, they drop over dead from a heart attack or or something to do with the heart. Or people get cancer or etc. 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 And it happens after they get vaxxed. Well, okay, we feel bad for them. 
that was their decision. But nobody ever says to the people who didn't get the onvax people, they never really acknowledge them other than to do so in a jealous way or or uh, I shouldn't say never. Never is never. <laughs> no, not never. Didn't very frequently acknowledge the non-vaxxed for trying to stay strong and share with the people who were in the decision period. Uh, may, may, I, may I cut in for a second? Because I want to re reinforce what you're saying. Uh, <clears throat> Jasmine shared a clip with me of uh, two radio hosts that were talking just about this. And both of them made a reference that I, I totally disagreed with. They were blaming us, the unvaccinated, for not having done enough. Why, why didn't they speak out? Why didn't they do more to tell people not to get vaxxed? And I thought, is this guy crazy? Is he, isn't he aware how we were ostracized and thrown to the curve and, and given every insult for those who resisted? You know, is, he, is this guy for real? Is he blind? He doesn't know what we went through because we didn't get vaxxed. So, sorry for interrupting. I just wanted to say, I wanted to reinforce what you're saying. Thank you. I'm glad you did. Um, I, think, I think the thing is, sorry, I hope I haven't interrupted your train of thought, Dolly. If I have, carry on. I'm done. Okay, I was going to say that, you know, to me, the, the unvaccinated have a strength of character having done a lot of inner work, which is what I see in the, you know, I see a lot of posts on, on X now, not Twitter. Um, we aren't affected by what other people think of us. I know I wasn't, you know, I, I got people saying to me, <laughs> well, you've got to, you know, you had a cold. Oh, you've got to take a test. No, I'm not going to take a test. Oh, you've got to wear a mask. No, I'm not going to take wear a mask. Are you not going to get vaccinated? No, I'm not going to get vaccinated. And and to be honest, um, there there was no issue for me with not conforming because I I am not subject to influence of what people think of me. If if they don't like what I'm doing, then that's their problem. It's not mine. And I think that's the underlying strength of character in terms of having a real commitment to what they believe is the right thing to do. Because, of course, there was so much emotional blackmail. Oh, you've got to do it for this person and that person and the greater good and all the rest of it. How many well, families were broken? Well, you, yeah, you, you're not supposed to visit them anymore. You can't knock. You can't even knock on their door because how many families were broken up over this? And how much strength of character does it take for somebody to withstand that? To, you know, to stick with their convictions in spite of that, you know. And of course, since all the information has come out about you know, the safe and effective crap and all the, you know, the 
excess deaths and the adverse reactions, they're now being in victim mode, blaming people like us who didn't give them enough warning. And yet we were putting it out there all the time. And we, as you said, Walt, we were condemned. We were conspiracy theorists, you know, you name it. And uh, now it's like, oh, well, you know, um, you've got to forgive all of us for ostracizing you, for mandating things, <laughs> for uh, vilifying you, for demonizing you. And it's like, well, hmm, you know, without any apology for the way that they've treated. Not that I need it because I don't, you know, they made their choice. I mean, there was a post on Twitter on X today by somebody who said, well, I I wanted to travel, so I had no choice. And it's like, really? Uh, I had planned a trip to the UK in 2020, and there's no way I was going to compromise on a vaccine or even a mask. I would not wear a mask on a plane for nine hours or whatever. Um, so I didn't travel. You know, there's always a choice. There's always a choice. And that's that's illustrated by the people who've literally lost their livelihood, lost their jobs. There are doctors who have lost their licenses because they have spoken out against the vaccine. There's always a choice. And Did, did nobody notice that pilots who have an ironclad health support system were falling, were dropping like flies. Did no one get wind of that? <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, it's coincidence. They're oh, dying. yeah, of course they it was died. a coincidence. Pure coincidence. Of a coincidence. <laughs> I mean, it's like the freaking health minister on this, um, you know, this debate about excess deaths in the UK and the health minister was going on about, you know, um, uh, correlation does not uh, does not prove causality, and and Andrew Bridgen, bless his heart, had reeled off all these statistics and everything. I mean, he didn't cover turbo cancers, he didn't cover miscarriages or infertility or any of that, but he shared enough to say, look, we have a major concern here. Why is nobody investigating it? You know, and all she could say was, well, you know, it's probably because in, under the lockdowns, people weren't getting the treatment they needed and or it could be this and it could be that. I mean, completely in denial. I mean, it is, these people need to be brought up on crimes against humanity, in my view. I mean, um, there was an article um and, in fact, I've got the name of the guy. He's an English guy. I, I didn't have time to cover it on the show. Dr. Vernon Coleman, who was talking about when did doctors start um, creating death or words to that effect. And he, he went through how it was the doctors in the in the nazi era era who were embracing eugenics and the um you know the killing of people who didn't meet the 
Aryan um, standards, you know, the gypsies, the Jews, the disabled, the mentally uh, incapable or whatever. And they were they were the ones that instigated a lot of the deaths in that era. And he was basically saying what today's doctors, today's medical profession, if you can call it that, today's pharmaceuticals have, have done with this bioweapon is infinitely worse than what the Nazis did. Well, is there any difference between the Nazis and <laughs> the cabal? I don't think so. No, no, they're all one and the same, aren't they? Does anybody have anything to say? Because if you don't, I'm going to go back to the Constitution questions. I think I told you about it, Jan. Oh, yes, you did. Yeah. You She'll know do all the answers because she's not American. <laughs> no, that's why I want to do it with her. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Not the pressure's on. What we're doing here is that uh, if you want to become an American citizen, you have to take a test that's got a hundred questions in it. And so on uh, every radio show, I try to at least ask a few of them here. So we're actually at rule number 12. What is the rule of law? Anybody just give me a definition of the rule of law. You're not guilty until proven. So, I don't know. Innocent until proven guilty. <laughs> no, actually, it's everyone must follow the law. Leaders must obey the law. Government must obey the law. No one is above the law. Oh, so it's science fiction. I get it. I get it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I must say, there's a lot of quoting of no one is above the law by the people who are seemingly above the law. <laughs> right, exactly. Okay, 13. Name one branch or part of the government. Executive. That's correct. Judicial. Yes. Um, oh, legislative. Yes. Excellent. Excellent. I told you. Now, <laughs> <laughs> They actually have sort of two versions of it because legislative is Congress, president versus executive, the courts versus judicial. I think that that's wrong. You should not give somebody a way out. <laughs> Learn the answer. Not are there just three or are there four? There's only three. Well, no, oh, okay. it's, it's Congress, executive, and judicial. Right, right. Okay, what stops one branch of government from being too powerful? Nothing. <laughs> uh, well, it's supposedly Supreme the Supreme Court. Yes, but but you're only looking at the one thing. It's the checks and balances, the separation of power. Ah, uh, so yes. The Congress mm -hmm. is the one that can uh, pass legislative information the senate and i'm simplifying the senate is the one that can confirm certain payments you know certain money let out the executive takes the what the congress has done and then makes it real makes it happen and the judicial is there to make sure that nobody oversteps their given powers by the constitution 
So it's checks and balances and the separation of power. Mm-hmm. Who is in charge of the executive branch? The president. Easy one. Easy one. <laughs> I have to I have to watch uh, the time here. Um, Don't okay. the lobbyists get their own branch? They seem to have <laughs> tremendous amount of power. <laughs> yeah, they should. They should actually. Um, okay, so uh, who makes the federal laws? And I just said that to you. The uh, Congress. Congress. Um, the legislators. Yes. Yes. Absolutely. What are the two parts of the U.S. Congress? House and the Senate. There you go. How many U.S. senators are there? Oh God, I don't know that one. <laughs> that's well, actually that's actually kind of simple because you get two senators per state. There's 50 states. <laughs> I can count. <laughs> yeah. Mental we elect a U.S. senator for how many years? Six, is it? Yes, yes, absolutely. Oh, oh my goodness, I am doing well, aren't I? <laughs> uh, you are. Who is one of your state's U.S. senators now? Well, you, we, we're not going to answer that because, you know, it could be a number of people. Um, okay, the House of Representatives, how many voting members? Doesn't oh. that depend per state? Do you get, do you get uh, rep, rep, the number of representatives depending on the population of the state? That's correct. So that is not... There must st- be 400 and something. I was thinking about the voting on the on the speaker. Um, they've, they've got it listed at, at 435. But yeah. I do believe that if you, you can make changes in that number based on, like Walt says, the population. So, yeah, and the district districting and things like that, isn't it? Right. Um, we elect a U.S. representative for how many years? Remember, the Senate was six. What is the House of Representatives? How many years are they elected for? Four? This, this one surprises me, Jan, because I thought it was four, but it says two. Really? Oh, interesting. for at least ten years. Yeah, but they have to be re-elected, don't they? I mean, there's no term limits, but they still have to go through a re-election process. Exactly. Exactly. Okay, um, I'm skipping that one to go because it's, uh, again, representative in your state. Who does a U.S. senator represent? His constituents. (laughs) That that would work. The answer is all people of the state, but it's your constituents of the state. Yeah. It's, yeah. And uh, number 25, why do some states have more representatives than other states? Because of the population. Hmm. You know, just like Walt said. Which is we, where the, um, oh God, the, you know, oh goodness, what they were, the electoral college votes. Right, right. Okay, we got to stop the quiz because I think we're probably very close to ending <laughs> the show. Do I uh, get a gold star for that? <laughs> yes, I mean, I, I, well, it's like Walt said, she's not from America, she's probably going to know the answer. <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately, I, I felt the same way, Walt. <laughs> <laughs> All right, everybody, thank you for being here. We'll see you next time. Be safe.
Thanks. Bye for now. Oh, blanket. Say what? Say what radio show? With no agenda. It's always a surprise. But if we're not having fun, we're doing something wrong. <laughs>